Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to another Arscast on Arsblog.com in association with ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. And coming up in this show, we will have the winner of the ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk competition. One lucky person will get £100 worth of store credit. So that's coming up a little bit later on, so stay tuned for that. Also on the way, we have got Arsene Wenger Hawkins. The man in the bar will be here with another player history. Uh, I go deep, deep into nature for some good reason, which you'll find out later on. And there's a blog chat with Jimmy the Cuckoo from Arsenal Talk, in which we discuss the Spurs game and, you know, the Bolton game coming up and various other blog chatty type things. I'll also try and answer a couple of your questions and uh, there might be some other interesting stuff in between. There might not as well, so don't hold me to that. Um, It's been rather a good week football-wise, hasn't it? Uh, We played on Sunday against Manchester United, 1-0 down with 10 minutes to go against the league leaders. Um, And then we bring it back to 1-1 with Robin Van Persie scoring a great goal. And then Henri's header was, you know, as good a header as I've seen him score. And it really reminded me of of the header... Uh, David Platt scored in the 97-98 season when we were 2-0 up at Highbury and that con Teddy Sheringham uh, brought it back to 2-2 and then late on, I think it was from a Nigel Winterburn corner, David Platt scored a brilliant header into the top corner to make it 3-2 and that was a, a brilliant uh, win against United. So uh, to, to win it so late as well and to leave them gutted was, was just fantastic. Then on Wednesday we had the uh, first leg of the Carling Cup semi-final against Spurs. Uh, it did look a little bit dodgy for a while, um, with 2-0 down after sort of 20 minutes. First goal, bad mistake, I think, by Colo Toure. He should have cleared that no matter what he heard behind him or didn't hear, as the case might be. And an own goal for Baptista from a free kick that never was. But uh, the boys showed tremendous spirit and tremendous character and, and fought really hard to get back into the game. And, um, you know, it was very impressive, particularly given the age of some of the young players that were out there. Uh, I suppose the one that caught the eye the most was uh, Denilson, who looks uh, like a carbon copy of, of Sesk. His uh, composure on the ball, his passing was, was excellent. And what I really liked about him was that he was always, always looking for the ball. You know, he was uh, turned and faced his centre halves and looked to take the pass and then bring it on. He looks like he could be a, a very good prospect indeed. The only downside, I suppose, um, to the last few days are the injuries that we've suffered. We're really going to miss Robin Van Persie, who's going to be out for at least six weeks um, with a broken metatarsal. And, and depending on, on you know how quickly things go, he could be out for anywhere between 6, 10, 12, uh, 12 weeks. Um, as I said on the blog, uh, Preston striker David Nugent did exactly the same uh, uh, metatarsal, the fifth metatarsal, uh, which nobody had ever heard of until about three years ago. Um, he did that and was back playing and scoring within six weeks, and he put it down to uh, drinking a lot of milk and, and high calcium. But I suppose some people are just faster healers than others, and hopefully Van Persie is uh, is one of those. Um, he's been on fire this season. He's really stepped up and, and uh, shown that he's a, he's a top-class player, and I think we're going to miss him. What it does give, though, is obviously uh, Julio Batista. Uh, more uh, playing time. I keep 
calling him Julio because of all the years I lived in Spain, but it is Julio, as people have been emailing me to remind me. Alexander Hleb, um, according to Arsene Wenger today, he's done his hamstring, which we saw you know, in the game. He went off clutching his hamstring, and maybe there was a possibility that, that it wasn't too bad. But according to Arsene Wenger, when I'm recording this on Thursday morning, it doesn't look good, which is a, a real shame. I know people's opinions about Hleb are, are very divided. I think he's a very, very good player. He's an important player for us now. Um, he made a big difference when he came on last night and it was a, a real shame to lose him. Um, I think with him out injured, with Freddie Jumberg out injured, our, our options on, on the wings are a little bit limited. Theo Walcott looks a little bit away from, from being first-team material at this stage. Obviously, more playing time is going to help him, but uh, he really looks like a 17, 18-year-old at this point in time. Um, so maybe, if he's fit, Ibue can do the job on the right-hand side because he did look good uh, when he came on, and sadly, he picked up a knock as well and was hobbling around for the last 10 minutes. But hopefully, um, between Kleb, Ibue and, and Van Per they won't be out for, for too much longer. What we will get back soon, though, is Gilberto Silva. Not on uh, Sunday against Bolton. I think that's the last game of his three-match ban, but he'll come back nicely rested. And after his efforts and some really, really inspired performances, he could probably have done with a, a bit of a rest. So there you go. Football-wise, a very satisfactory week. Um, hopefully we can keep that up on Sunday when we take on Bolton in the FA Cup, a game live on Sky. And uh, obviously there's a bit of history between us and Bolton and uh, hopefully we can get some measure of revenge for the, uh, for the defeat up in the Reebok Stadium earlier this season. And that brings us nicely uh, to this week's blog chat, which I said earlier uh, takes place with Jimmy the Cuckoo from Arsenal Talk, another Arsenal blog. So without further ado, here's this week's blog chat. All right, this week on the Arsecast, we welcome um, beautifully named Jimmy the Cuckoo from Arsenal Talk. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, always it's... cheerful to uh, to enjoy uh, winding my mum up because she's uh, from the dark side. So she gave me a call at half side half time last night, but she wouldn't take my call at full time. So hello, mum. <laughs> Oh dear! At least you managed yeah. to escape that that faulty gene that runs in your family. Yeah, well, my dad's red and my mum's white. Um, he's doing his own ironing for the next week, so I feel a bit sorry for him. Well, you're lucky you didn't turn out pink in that case. It's been a good week, hasn't it, to be an Arsenal fan? Um, United on Sunday and, and Spurs last night. Yeah, cracking. Um, I, I've never subscribed to this Man United are our rivals thing. Sunday was brilliant, but. You know, coming back from two goals down against them, getting a draw is better than beating Man United for me. It's always about them. I'm a traditionalist in that way. Let's let's step back in time a little bit. Go back to November, and when things weren't going right for the team, uh, we had away defeats. Uh, you know, at Fulham, um, and I can't even remember where else. I've blocked it all out. But November wasn't Bolton a good, as usual. Yeah, Bolton. Um, if you had said at that stage that this was a, a, a squad or a team that could, you know, come back from a goal down with 10 minutes to go against United to win 2-1 and to come back from 2-0 down away from home against Spurs in a cup semi-final, I think most people would have would have doubted you. Um, there's been a big change, hasn't there? In, do you think the team has turned a corner in terms of attitude and, and spirit? Yeah, definitely. I think, and I think the Hamburg game was the, uh, the turning point for me. Um, having seen the Moscow game and the battering that we gave them without scoring to keep going when we were having a similar night against Hamburg and get the two late goals to, to take that game 3-1. I think that was the turning point. Um, and since then, I think our home form has improved. We've still had the odd Everton and Portsmouth moment. But, yeah, I feel a lot more confident when we're when we're behind. I, I always felt Sunday would be a single-goal game because it usually is with Arsenal and Man United. 
but the way we came at them that last quarter of an hour, there wasn't a team I don't think who could have who could have lived with us. Um, it is uh, after a slow start um, at the new ground. It's it's slowly becoming uh, quite an intimidating place uh, for people to come now, isn't it? The, the noise um, through the through the TV, unfortunately for me, on a Sunday was was yeah as loud as I can remember it. Um, hopefully, the, they said the acoustics were right for keeping the noise inside. You always felt with the open corners of the Highbury that you were you know singing to the people out on the street in the chip shop. But you, you certainly feel that that when the team are performing, the crowd get behind them. It's still a separate issue as when the team aren't performing, whether the crowd are getting behind them. But you know, with ticket prices and all the various things we could talk about that, that, that you know, have changed the, uh, the demographic of a fan, um, I think you're always going to get that. But but generally, it, it does feel, it's beginning to feel like home, isn't it? It is a bit. I mean, I think uh, I think the the team, I'm sure, were, were conscious of the fact that uh, maybe people weren't getting behind them as much as they should, you know, when things weren't going well. So I think the, the, the best way to, to to deal with that is to make sure you win. Um, Definitely. And Henri only said what needed saying, didn't he? I you know, he took a lot of stick for what he said in the programme and about people leaving early. And, you know, I live 80-odd miles away. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you think, oh, maybe I should leave early because I've got to get to Finsbury Park, then I've got to get a tube out to Cock Fosters, then I've got to get up the A1 and all. But, you know, if you're a supporter, you're a supporter. You don't support your team because of their results. You support them because they're your team. And I just hope that we can avoid falling into the trap that certain other Premiership clubs who've won the league twice and playing blue are falling in at the minute, where their fans seem to be turning on them. Every Chelsea fan I know seems to be moaning, and to me that's outrageous. It's remarkable, isn't it? You know the the. Uh, it's funny. It is, well, of course. <laughs> Very funny. Of course. Do you think, um, <laughs> for example, the uh, when Arsenal went up to Anfield in the Carling Cup and they won six three. And at the end of the at the end of the game, the Liverpool fans were were there and they were singing, you know, that song, uh, you know, which which they always sing. And a number of people have sort of uh, suggested that it's that kind of support um, that that uh, what's the word I'm looking for here that sort of allows or excuses bad performances. Whereas you know they're going to look at it and say, well, you know, we're just supporting our team. We we want to show that we support them, even though they've just got you know hammered by a bunch of Arsenal kids. You think there's a, a bit of something we could learn from that? I think so. It used to be classed as um, a north-south divide, didn't it? If you uh, supported a northeastern club, you were a passionate fan. You were found Middlesbrough accepted, but you know you're a better supporter if you support a northern club because they generally stick with their team better than the London clubs or the Southern clubs, for example. And, you know, maybe there is something in that, but uh, it's going to be interesting because at some stage we're going to lose at home and it could be next week um, and it could be to them. And that is when we'll see a, a true test. It's easy to be a fan when things are going well, very easy. You know, you can always shirt down the shops and all that sort of stuff, can't you? Yeah. It's when it's not going so well that maybe the Liverpools and the Newcastles, their supporters possibly give them that little bit extra. I think. Imagine, but I'd like to think we've got the best supporters anyway. Imagine what Newcastle would be like without those supporters. They'd be in the fucking third division. Well, we saw that the other night when they played Birmingham. They'd all gone home, haven't they? <laughs> all right. On, on Sunday, uh, another cup game. So it's a week of cup football, basically, um, before we hit the league again. Uh, Bolton at home. They've been a bogey team for us, you know, essentially, uh, you know, away from home. We, we, we have a reasonably good record, you know, against them at home. But uh, how, how do you see Sunday going? 
we're due a win against them, I think, in any in any level, in any competition. I think that, that probably last season's defeat to them in the Cup, we actually played well up there. You know, I think we hit the post. Lumberg played quite well. Obviously, everyone remembers the Van Persie miss kick. Um, but I think we did okay. Uh, in the league, we just don't ever seem to perform when we play them. We, we, we are almost scared of them. But, you know, big stadium, the crowd that we've talked about, Hopefully we can uh, we can I think if we beat them we'll give them a hiding. Um, Middlesbrough beat them four on Saturday, didn't they? So they're not that good. But it's whether mentally we are in the right position to say right. I'm sick of losing to Bolton. Let's go out there and play them off the park. Our website's been long promoting uh, Kevin Nolan as an England player and a potential Arsenal player, and he's not really done it this yet this season. That would be one thing that worries me because he usually puts in a performance against us. Do you think he's good enough to play for Arsenal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets it, he keeps it simple. Yeah, he had been in the habit of scoring goals, but then Flamini's getting it, keeping it simple and scoring goals. So, you know, maybe not now, but a couple of years ago, definitely, he would have been the man I'd have chosen to replace Vieira, 100%. The Anelka factor is something, isn't it, as well? Yeah, I mean, he was quoted in the week. I'm not sure if he was misquoted, whether he said he was just looking forward to going back to, to play Arsenal, you know, at the new ground, or if he was sort of hinting that, he would love to, to return to Arsenal um, as a player, you know, to work under Arsene Wenger again. And I think we've heard in the past about how Wenger had always sort of envis- envisaged Henri and, and Elko up front. And that is a, a forward line that would scare the shit out of, of pretty much any team. But there's, there's really far too much baggage for uh, for Elko to come back. And, and we've got, you know, uh, in Van Persie and Adi Bayor, you know, two players who've worked hard at Arsenal and, and deserve their chance ahead of somebody who, who fucked us over a few years ago. Yep, definitely. I mean, as a player, brilliant. Um, as a family, what a load of Muppets the, uh, the brothers were, definitely. And, you know, we, we struggled to recover from losing him for a, for a short period of time. We, we, didn't, we weren't the side that, that we were. Um, yeah, as a player, I'd love to have him back because I think he would be that fourth striker that they talk about every Premier League club has for. You know, if you're asking me whether he's better than Ali Adier, you know, seven days a week, definitely. But as you say... Van Persie, who I've never really been a huge fan of, but I'm having to eat a lot of humble pie at the moment. He's turned it round. And Adebayor, I seem to remember you being a little bit of a critic of him um, in yep. previous times. He's, he's turned it round. His work rate, phenomenal. And you would never get that work rate from Anelka. However naturally talented he is, he wouldn't be you know, spotting the ball for Van der Sar and chasing lost causes down. I think he's been probably Adebayor could be our player of the season at the moment. He's been very impressive. I'm quite happy to eat, you know, humble pie in 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 regard to him. Um, and I think I'll maybe eat humble pie over Robin then as well. We'll yeah. we'll eat humble pie together. Baptista, let's have a quick word about him. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Um, he was uh, 
not particularly good last night against uh, against Spurs, uh, but he scored two goals. And he's as somebody on the the Arse blog forum said, I think it was Tiny. So uh, name check to you, Tiny. He's our ox in the box. Uh, it's a it's a yeah. sign of a good player, isn't it? That you know he can play badly, but still uh, crop up with two goals and and get us back into this into the game. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last round, he scored four goals, but there was probably two or three players that played better on the night at Anfield than him. Al Munya and Ali Adier being two. Last night, uh, the own goalie was unlucky, I suppose. It could have gone anywhere or off anyone. But, yeah, you're right, he's taking his chances. And at the moment, I think, oh, I'd like him to stay, definitely. Um, you know, and I'd like him to, to see a little bit more action, maybe, in the Premier League. Um, I think he'll probably he'll probably play Sunday, I would hope. Yeah, you would think that. Uh, yeah, you think now that Van Persie's out and Ali Adier is uh, obviously injured again, which uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I know I couldn't believe it when I saw him go off. I was, you know, aghast. But uh, yeah, no, I think he'll get some. He'll get some more time, and maybe there is that thing that he needs to adjust to the to the Premiership and English football. Um, you know, and he's been here. You, you know, do you subscribe to that? I often think that's rubbish. If you're a good player, you should be able to play in any league. I, I think. I mean. Uh, you know, Henri took, what was it, 11 games, Bergkamp probably 10 games, but after that, they weren't adjusting for the rest of the first season. I think uh, as well, Spanish football is so different, though, in terms of physical contact, in that uh, the minute anybody touches you in, in, in Spanish football, it's a free kick, you go over, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, the ref is going to protect you in that regard. It doesn't happen the same way in, in England. And I think as well, the, uh, the pace of the game in England is... is uh, is much different to Spain in that Spain is quite slow. It's it's that old slow, slow, quick, quick, slow sort of thing going on. Uh, so it's it's uh, quite quite calm, and then there's bursts of action and bursts of pace. Whereas you know you play against somebody like United or Wigan or Man City or Wigan or, or anybody, and they're going to come out of the blocks at a, a hundred miles an hour and stay like that for for most of the game. So I think it does take some some adjustment. Maybe not for. Uh, Somebody like Henri that maybe yeah, played top, in France, top, top draw player, maybe. yeah, or Bergkamp that you know was used to something similar in in Holland, where you know you've got teams a very such a uh, difference between the top teams and the bottom teams that the bottom teams really have to make up what they lack in skill with with physical effort. Um, mm. Technically, across the board in Spain, you'll find you know the the, the players are much more. Uh, technically gifted than they are in England but we'll see I, I think there's there's probably something to it particularly for South American and for, for players coming from, from Spain alright then give us a quick prediction for Bolton on Sunday um, I like how confident you are with your prediction so I'm going to go for 4-0 excellent I'm good with that there you go I'm good with that and they'll if... know where to find me all your uh, listeners if it's yeah, wrong <laughs> exactly you've jinxed us <laughs> yeah right. actually the gateway to the fan yeah alright Jimmy thanks a million yeah no worries thanks a lot okay. Thank you, Jimmy the Cuckoo, and we will have another blog chat on next week's Arscast. Now, ahead of the Carling Cup semi-final against Spurs, I, I decided to go uh, into nature a little bit. I did a little bit of exploring, put myself in a very dangerous situation, as you can hear now. Uh, hello, I'm recording this very quietly because uh, we're uh, about 15 yards away from a Spurs fan, and we're uh, observing him in his in his natural environment, which is obviously wallowing in his own filth. He can't see me, but I have to keep very, very quiet. And we can watch the things he does. Uh, there he goes now. Um, one, of, one of the main rituals is he's, he's picking the poo out of his own arse and 
he generally that yet yeah, there he goes he's eating it yes uh, he looks to be enjoying that uh, very much indeed after he's finished his meal he'll he'll continue wallowing and, and cover himself in, in filth and then try and attract a mate um, with the with the typical mating cry of the Spurs fan which um, hopefully he'll display for us now no no Yes, there he goes, yes. And uh, he'll continue that for most of the evening in between drinking pints of Strongbow and reading the horse racing pages in the Daily Mirror. It really is a fascinating creature. You don't often see them uh, this close. It's quite dangerous because uh, you might catch uh, spursiness off them. And uh, let's face it, nobody, nobody wants that. Um, it's very important, though, that we can. Oh, I, I think, I think he, I think he might have seen me. His ears are pricked up. He's, he's looking this way. Oh, he's definitely seen me. I better get out of here. I have to say, that was just a little bit too close for comfort, you know. That guy chased the car for about three miles. Seriously, talk about stamina, just relentless. Anyway, that's what happens when you get a bit too close to the Spurs fan. Be warned. Now, as usual, I went down to the local bar uh, to speak to the man in the bar who has another player history for us. Ah, there's yourself again, fair head here. You're looking well this week. Come here, I was meant to ask you. The lads were asking me what your name was. Arse blogger. The fucking sort of stupid name is that? Arse. Anyway. Uh, this week I'm going to talk about Lee Chapman. Now, many people think of Lee Chapman and they think of a great big tall blonde piece of shite. And they'd be right. Lee Chapman joined Arsenal from Stoke City, so it was, for a fee of around £200,000. Which, when you convert that into today's money, is 76 billion euros. Which is a fucking lot of money for a big tall piece of shite like him. He played 23 league games for Arsenal and scored 4 goals, which is a fucking miracle. Because the cunt couldn't hit a fucking cow's arse with a banjo most of the time. Uh, we sold him on then in December of 1983 to Sunderland and he ended up playing for Leeds. And I don't think you need me to tell you what a bunch of poxbags they are. Uh, after he retired, he married a TV star who was so in love with him, she got an operation to make herself look like a fish. It's true. And then they had a daughter called Tracy Chapman, who had a hit with a really fucking terrible song called Fast Car. And that was Lee Chapman. Nobody was sorry to see him go. Sadly, he's not dead yet, but we're working on it. Now, get us a point, you cunt. And the man in the bar will be back next week with another player history on the Ars Blog Arscast, brought to you in association with ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. And speaking of those chaps, they gave us £100 worth of store credit to give away in a competition last week, and thank you very much to them for that. And thank you very much to all of you for your entries. The question was quite easy. All I wanted to know was who currently wears the number five and six jerseys for Arsenal and who was wearing those jerseys beforehand. Uh, previously, the number five was worn by Martin Keown, number six by Tony Adams. And of course, at the moment, they are worn by number five, Colo Toure, and number six, Philippe Senderos. And the winner of the competition is, if 
I click around in my email and pick one at random, is Andy Glynn. So well done to you, Andy. I'll be in touch with you to get your uh, details, and I'll pass them on to the lovely chaps at classicfootballshirts.co.uk. Now, despite me uh, trying my very best to encourage you to leave audio messages for the Arscasts on the uh, Arsebyte system, which you can access as usual via the Arscast page, which you can find the link to on the right-hand side of the Arsblog homepage, not very many of you do so. One person who does, though, on a regular basis is Igor the Brute. Igor's been on again, and this week, instead of Ashley Cole, he's got something to say to Robbie Savage. Well, Robbie, tender is the savage. You remind me of little Goldilocks. Goldilocks, come taste my porridge. Come sleep in my bed. And all night, in a cellar filled with violent screams, I will whisper you my secret dreams. And as we both lay there on the floor, I will tackle your ass till you can take it anymore. And Goldilocks, when Igor is done with you, you will be wearing diapers for a month. Personally speaking, I think it would be a, a good idea to stay on the right side of, of Igor. Igor, thank you, as always, for your measured and thoughtful contribution to the Arscast. Now, I was going to do the questions that you sent in during the week, either by email or, of course, we know already that nobody but Igor has left a message on the on the Arsebyte system. Um, but there doesn't seem to have been too many. I think people only want to ask questions uh, when there's something to give out about, um, which I suppose is, is fair enough. The only thing I will mention is uh, Teo from uh, Melbourne has organized a, a group called the North Bank Down Under, and they're Melbourne-based Arsenal fans who will be having a get-together on the 24th of February in the Charles Dickens Tavern. <laughs> Charles Dickens, indeed. Uh, be there by 11 o'clock, and if you want more details on that, uh, you have to go to a website called www.melbournevictory.net slash forum. And if I remember correctly, Melbourne Victory are the local team there who seem to have almost exactly the same logo as we do. Check it out, uh, melbournevictory.net slash forum. And if you do have a question for the Arscast, all you have to do is email arscast at arsblog.com. That is arscast at arsblog.com. Uh, or you can leave an audio message. The instructions on how to do that are on the Arscast page, uh, which you can find the link to on the main Arsblog homepage. Now then, Mr. Arsene Wenger Hawkins, um, he's here. Take it away, AWH. Hello, everyone. Firstly, I would just like to say that Robbie Savage having his leg broken was nothing to do with me. Even if a bank transfer shows that I sent money to a particular Watford player, I can assure you it was for something completely different. Honest. No, really. A funny thing happened to me late on Wednesday though. I was watching my team play their fierce rivals and I wheeled into the technical area to complain about the referee's decision. From the stand behind me someone shouted, Sit down, you pedophile. That wasn't a very nice thing to say to me, so I went up to him and said, Say that again, big man. So he said, Sit down, you pedophile. I was hoping you'd say that, I said. I pushed a button on my wheelchair and shot a photon torpedo up his arse, exploding him into little pieces. You have to say, any man who calls another man who isn't a pedophile a pedophile is a stupid cunt, wouldn't you agree? 
Can you imagine what sort of organization would have 35,000 stupid cunts calling one man a pedophile? To have that quantity of moronic, brainless, shit-eating bastards in one place is very impressive. What is it they say? Birds of a feather flock together. Great minds think alike. In this case it's tiny minds. Teeny, tiny, bitter, haven't won a leak in 45 years minds. Sadly I don't have 35,000 photon torpedoes but I heartily endorse the idea of ethnic cleansing when it comes to these cunts. Oh yes. Thank you Arsene Wenger Hawkins, he'll be back next week uh, with more of whatever it is that he does. And, and touching on that point very briefly, I spoke to the FA this morning, uh, this being Thursday morning, and uh, asked them uh, what their reaction would be or has been uh, to that chant that the Tottenham fans were, were singing at Arsene Wenger and that we've heard at, at Manchester United. The woman I spoke to uh, said that they'd received uh, three or four emails that morning about it and also my phone call. So they're going to send the issue to their compliance unit and uh, if need be, they'll talk to Tottenham Hotspur, but we will uh, won't hold our breath on that one. Final part of the show then is our bet of the week with thanks to bluesquare.com. That's www.bluesq.com. This week, Simon Wolf says... Arsenal take on their bogey team Bolton this weekend, but at home at Ashburton Grove, they'll fancy themselves to qualify for the next round. Cesc Fabregas has been in mesmeric form of late, and the young Spaniard can be backed at 5-1 to one to be man of the match on Sunday. So if you fancy Cesc to be man of the match on Sunday, get down to bluesquare.com, www.bluesq.com, and place your bets now. That's it for another Arscast. We'll be back next week with uh, another one. Amazing. Until then, have a great weekend. Uh, Fingers crossed for the lads on Sunday, and I'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.